was taking shots before we do it. And yeah, then... I've already turned us on. That's okay. I like a little intro dialogue I can cut out if we need to. Yeah, that's fair. All right, well, welcome to the first official episode, because we had our intro episode. We did. But this is like the first time we're talking about like a city. And having an actual drink. And having an actual drink, which I'm very happy to have right now. Yes. Welcome to this week's Restless Spirits podcast. Yes. You got it. Restless Spirits. I'm Taylor. I'm Vin. Um, and as we told you in the intro episode, I'm kind of your ghost host. And I'm sort of your bartender and skeptic. It's a good job to have. It is. So do we want to tell the fine people what we're talking about this week? Absolutely. So we are talking about Richmond, which is my hometown, and where we are both currently living. Yes. I've been here, gosh, coming on six years now, so quickly becoming a hometown. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. My whole family's from Richmond. My parents both grew up here in different parts of the city, so... Um, the way that I thought we could do this is that I would give, like, we can, we can both give a little bit of history and like what we know about the city. Then we'll talk about our drink and then we'll talk about the most important part, which is the ghosts. Sounds good to me. Let's Although do it. I think there's some debate over whether drinks are more important or ghosts, but. Yeah, we'll get to that <laughs> when the time comes. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that conversation, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so Richmond is the capital of the state of Virginia. The Commonwealth of Virginia. The, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm the one who's like, I'm from Richmond. Um, and then I call it, yeah, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Thank you. Um, it was founded in 19... Nope. I'm just wrong tonight. 1737. There, which, there we go. That which sounds, sounds a lot more legit. Yeah. Um, but um, historians say that the colonists did, like, stop here briefly in the 1600s. And then they were like, mm-hmm. meh. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I guess we weren't. I mean, we're right on a river. Probably just wandered up the James and it was a handy stopping point, I guess. I wonder if the James was as gross then as it is now. I don't know. I'd hope not. I hope not. That's, that would be very depressing. <laughs> um, for some context, for those of y'all who aren't from Virginia, um, Richmond is about two hours from D.C. It's also about two hours from Durham. It's kind of an about, hour from charlottesville about two hours from virginia beach yeah it's kind of like i mean it is central virginia it's like yeah. smack dab in the middle of about things. an hour north of williamsburg as well yeah yeah so it's kind of right in the heart of the state um unfortunately we were the capital of the confederacy during the civil war which is super gross yep not a great look but there it is. <laughs> like, I don't know how yeah, else you to... Really, you really don't I can't, know how to go into anything else. I can't scare her. I'm like, that's what we were. But like, right. I think a lot of Richmonders are super uncomfortable with that history. And oh, I think absolutely. some of them are super comfortable with it. So... Too comfortable. Yeah. Like, un- 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 uncomfortable. Uncomfortably comfortable. Yeah. Unacceptably comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Richmond is kind of divided into several areas. So you have downtown, you have the east end, the west end south side and north side and that's all kind of based on where you are in relation to the river right the the river the james <laughs> I, um, I don't have an accent sorry <laughs> i do i i do but i school it away and then when i drink i get more southern so for, throughout the episode look for her to get more and more southern. it could happen mm-hmm. also as i'm talking about my hometown i'll like talk about my mama and stuff <laughs> um and then like i thought we could just kind of talk about some of the like big like neighborhoods, sure. which I think like the Fan, Church Hill, 
Shaco, mm-hmm. Bottom and Slip, the Museum District, Carytown. I, I live in Scott's Edition. I'm um, in Bonaire. You're in Bonaire, which is like kind of Chesterfield County, kind of yeah. Richmond. Yeah, I'm right on the line. And I grew up in Chesterfield County. Um, also, there's like kind of a cool local legend that Richmond was built on seven hills, just like Rome. But there's a lot of debate about like which hills are the official seven. Because there's like Churchill, Libby Hill, Oregon Hill, Oregon Hill Fulton Hill, um, in the... <laughs> I went down through like kind of a like a rabbit hole looking mm. into this. Okay. And like in the 1930s, the Richmond City Council mm. tried to vote on the official seven hills. Oh, come on. But people were like so torn. And like they didn't list Fulton Hill, which is where my grandparents grew up. Right. So like I'm sure my grandparents have words on that. <laughs> well, Mimi, you know. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure she would. Um,. I'm so glad that everything else in Richmond was going so well. But that's like, <laughs> let's like, figure out the hill like, we situation. Should, we should talk about the hills, guys. Right. It's the 30s. Right. Forget the Depression. Right, hills. right. It's all fine. Hills. <laughs> hills will solve our problems. Hill, I mean, maybe. Mm. Um, anything else you want to talk about Richmond-wise? Like, anything that you... Well, it's um, it's gentrifying quickly. Really quickly. Really, very quickly. Which is causing its own set of social issues, which yeah. I'm not prepared to talk about tonight. <laughs> no. No, that's really that's not... That's not what this podcast is about. No, no, I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert. Um, what else do I know about Richmond? Honestly, I don't know that much. I really don't. I mean, which... I have stories from right. like when my grandparents were growing mm. up and when my mom and dad were growing up mm. and... I, as you know, come from a pretty big family, yes. and so storytelling is kind of like, just like, uh, just what we do. Um, Which kind of seeing as you now telling everyone as I'm telling story. everyone my stories. I was actually laughing today because I was talking about my grandpa, who oh. is like, he passed away a few years ago, but um, he was like the storyteller extraordinaire and loved Richmond. And I just thought, like, if he was alive, he could tell me so much more. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I'm. I love it here. I think it's really becoming a cool place. I think there's a really cool art scene, a really mm. cool music scene. Um, I think it's becoming a much cooler city, and I think a lot of young people are moving in. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. Um, mm. and we have. I mean, the bar scene is excellent. The, the bar, bar scene, scene is great. Yeah, the distilleries and brewery scene is excellent too. So yeah, I think all that's great. Handy tie-in, mm. and. A lot of spooky stuff in this city. Yes. It is also, like, uh, the birthplace of Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, it is. So, I mean, that, like, set the scene for this. I mean, like, I had no choice but to be spooky. (laughs) (laughs) There is a Poe Museum in Richmond if you are ever here and want to visit it. I've heard it's really good. It's also haunted, which I'm not talking about it in this episode, but there's its own set of ghost stories that we can talk about. Okay. At some point, if we ever want to. Mm -hmm. What are we drinking, Vin? We, Tell me. Okay. We are drinking a Boulevardier. It's, it's really pretty. Yeah, it is really pretty. It's like this pretty uh, reddish pink color, and I'm and it has a little lemon. Yeah? Yeah. A little lemon, not a slice. Lemon peel twist. Lemon peel twist. Because I'm trying to be schmancy <laughs> right away, episode two. <laughs> Tell me what, what's, what's in it. Okay. It's a fairly easy drink to make. It is... Two ounces of bourbon, one ounce of Campari, 
and one ounce of red sweet vermouth. So you just get a good kind of shaker, whether it be a standard cocktail shaker or the two-cup Boston shaker thing. Add all the alcohol in there. Add lots of ice. Shake like hell for like 15, 20 <laughs> seconds. Serve in a cocktail glass with lots of ice. Well, cocktail glass, no ice, I should say. Rocks glass, lots of ice. Yeah. With a little twist of lemon, just for a little t- touch of sour. And I think it's great. It's not too sweet. It doesn't really hit your tongue very hard at all. I think yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's a good sipping drink. I really it like it. I've I've sipped a little bit more than you. I'll I don't catch know up. how. I'll catch up. Mm-hmm. But I did. Um, it's delicious. Well, thank you. I really you. like it. Mm-hmm. Why'd you pick it? Well, I picked it. Well, from the first episode, we talked about making drinks that had a history with the city mm-hmm. or some sort of connection to the city. And I'll tell you right now, this is going to be a tenuous connection at best as we go forward. Because <laughs> okay, the point enough. is excuses to drink. <laughs> so I picked the Boulevardier because Richmond has a major road called the Boulevard. Yeah. Or just Boulevard. Yeah, I, I live on I live on Boulevard. You well, do? I live it. I'm not going to triangulate myself, but I kind of live on Boulevard. You're close. It's it's a historic road runs primarily through the west of the city, mm-hmm. intersects with um, the Diamond, which is you know big baseball diamond in the city. And can we talk yeah. up for just a second? I don't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. But our local like like our minor league baseball team is the Flying Squirrels, and like. I hate that name. Why do you hate that name? Because I kind of love it. Oh, so, okay. Well, this is another thing of like, I grew up here. Right. So we used to be the farm team for the Atlanta Braves. Right. And so we were the Richmond Braves I for remember. a really long time. Yes. Um, and I was a huge Braves fan. Or I, I don't like sports, but my family was big Braves fans. Right. Um, and so we did a lot of like Atlanta Braves stuff. And then like the Flying Squirrels came and I was like, that's lame. I kind of like the, the the mascot though, because it's just a little cute oh, squirrel. I, I don't like mascots. Legs akimbo. You don't like mascots. I don't like people in mascot costumes. Why? I don't know why I said costumes weirdly. I don't like. The, I get. I don't even like the Chick Fil A cow. Like I get scared. It's true. It's like, just. It's just sports Halloween. It's different. Okay. I, I don't know. That'll be another episode. <laughs> That'll be. So go talk to my therapist. Yeah. 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 Anyway, what else? What else does the Boulevard intersect with? <laughs> um, Monument Ave, which is its own kind of complicated history with the city. It has. I didn't even put it in. Yeah, I know, but again, you can't not talk about it, yeah. even if you have to do it with sort of a sneer of disgust on your face. I mean, it's it, a main thoroughfare. It is, and it's for, for those who are not familiar with Richmond. It's yeah. a it is an avenue full of. Monuments to Civil War generals, except for at the very end, one. Monument to Arthur Ashe. Yes, yes, I'm building to that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Jump ahead. That's okay. But it, it has an unpleasant history. You know, Robert Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson. Honestly, I don't know the others. I just would like them gone. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but earlier this year, February, the city formally decided to rename Boulevard to Arthur Ashe Boulevard. Yeah. So Taylor was referencing Arthur Ashe earlier, and of course, the famous trailblazing tennis player, mm-hmm. social activist. He was born and raised in Richmond, so he's sort of, if there's anyone that really deserves to be on Monument Avenue, it would be him. Yeah. So th- there have been efforts for a couple decades now to get the, the street renamed after him, and it's, and it's finally happened. So Arthur, it's now Arthur Ashe Boulevard, fully and properly. So yeah. that's yeah. why I picked the Boulevardier. Um, I love it. It's Good. delicious. I've got some history on the drink, Ooh. too, if you like. I love history. Let's do it. Okay. It was invented during Prohibition. 
It was not invented. Oh, so it was a it was a it was a sneaky drink. Well, sort of. It was actually invented oh. in Paris, so oh, okay. not quite. Um, it was a signature drink of a writer named Erskine Gwynn. It's a really good. It's name. It's a fantastic name. <laughs> I think I feel like there should be a drink called the Erskine Gwynn. I, yeah, absolutely. I will have to make that up. Yeah. <laughs> he was the uh, great nephew of Cornelius Vanderbilt, and he was apparently some sort of big party guy over in Paris. He. Uh, was the editor of a magazine called The Boulevardier. And it was sort of the New Yorker, but French, oh. was the idea. So fancy. Very fancy. So it was his, his signature drink, took on the name of his magazine. The magazine only ran for a couple years, but the drink lives on. He drank a good drink. Yeah, it's a delicious um, drink. I can feel it. It's strong. Yes. It doesn't taste strong, which is dangerous. Yeah, it's a sneaky drink like that. It's a sneaky drink. Yes. I like mm. it. I like it. Well, good. Drink All up. Right. Enjoy. I'm going to. I'm going to have a sip. Should we cheers? We should. I hope that got picked up by the audio. We're going to find out. <laughs> do we Do we just dive into ghosts now? Get into uh, yes. ghost town? We, we can finally get to the ghosts. Woohoo! All right. So, the first place I picked, um, I'm going to do two spots. Okay. Um, the first spot I feel like I've been to. I not I feel like I know I've been there. Okay, so you're sure you've been there. I'm sure it's, it's I've been there. It's more than just a intuition yeah, sort of the, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I have receipts. Um the the second place I have not been to, but I've seen it. Okay. Like just in life. Just okay. like living in just, the city. Okay. So the first place I'm gonna talk about is probably a place you've been to too. Um, the bird theater. I have been to the bird theater. I feel like if you come to Richmond, the bird is kind of um well known. Yeah. It's a it's um it's a really cool place. I recommend visiting if you haven't. Um so it was built in nineteen twenty eight by Charles Soma and Walter Coulter. Um and it's located at the very edge of Carytown. Was it called Carytown back then? I don't know what it was called then. I mean it was still Carry Street, I just It was still Carry Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they called it like Carytown proper. I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to look up if like Carytown built up because of the bird. That makes a lot of sense. It would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You have a theater. You'd want restaurants and stuff right sure. next, along the way. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. And I should say it started as a movie theater. It was never like a, like um, plays and stuff like that. Right. It was always a movie theater. Mm-hmm. It was initially going to be called the State Theater. But that name was already taken, so they named it for William Byrd II, who is the founder of Richmond. Gotcha. Um, and I'd also like to point out that 1928 was a very important year, because that was the year that my papa was born. Oh. He was born on April 25th, 1928. Mm. And I love him. He's I, He has passed away, but he's with us in, in, my, in our hearts. Um, the theater opened on Christmas Eve that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought this was kind of cool. The first movie that played there was called Waterfront. And it starred uh, Dorothy McHale and Jack Mulehall. Mulehall? Mulehall? Um, I don't know who either of those people are. I don't know either. I, I've never heard of either <laughs> of them. Um, I've never heard of Waterfront. I've never honest. heard of the Waterfront. But no. I figure... We're talking about <clears throat> Richmond. Richmond's built on the rich on the James River. It's kind of a waterfront in its own way. True, true um, enough. So I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is important to note that the f- manager um, of the theater when it opened was Robert Coulter, who was Walter Coulter's brother. 
um, and he remained the manager there until 1971. And the theater is well known for its Wurlitzer organ. Was that like a traditional like pipe organ? Yeah, yeah, and it's housed in four rooms on the fourth floor of the bird. Um, And it's never been removed. Um, And most Saturdays, an organist will come and play. So it was kind of used when there were like silent films. And people come and do, do, you know, play the organ. Have you heard the organist play? I've never heard the organist play. I've never been on a Saturday. I've been there a couple times, but never on a Saturday night. Or Saturday afternoon. I've been on a Saturday, but I'm not um not to see the organ now we have to look that up now we'll have to go um but it's kind of that i think it's that big or like right kind of church organ type sound i'd like to hear that that was me once in a while pretending to be an organ (laughs) very uncanny the listeners will Um, never know don't be like whoa was there was there an organ in the room there is an organ in my living room folks crazy Mm -hmm. um in 1978, the theater was designated as a Virginia Historic Landmark, um, and it became a National Historic Landmark in 1979. And in 2007, the Bird Theater Foundation um, kind of took over the theater. They bought it, um, and that's why the costs are low. Uh, this is another thing, too. If you go to the Bird, tickets are like, what, four bucks? Yeah. Four no bucks. matter what. Right. Um, and the popcorn and drinks and everything are cheap, too. Yeah, and it's, it's like movies that have like just recently come out of theaters yeah. going to the bird yeah, for so a couple weeks. It's about two movies at a time. Yeah. Um, and there are usually, there's usually like only a handful of showings. Right. There's like a 725 showing and a 910. Right. Two movies, but one screen. So really, yeah, like, one, yeah, one showing per movie per day is pretty much yeah, like yeah, yeah. how it works. Um, the theater also hosts the annual Richmond French Film Festival. I, I, so I got that off of, I will not lie, I'm sorry to all of my English teachers in high school, I did read that off of Wikipedia, but I'm pretty sure that the Richmond French Film Festival is now the Richmond International Film Festival. Oh. So it's not just French It's stuff. Riff. It's Riff, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of stuff from Riff will show at the bird. There we go. Um... So now we're gonna talk about the spooky stuff. <laughs> um, do you remember me talking about the manager? Yes. Whose name I got wrong the first time? Yes, the brother of Walter. Yeah, his name is Robert. Robert, correct. Um, a lot of people... So the, the story goes is that he was like really dedicated to his work. Okay. And that he would keep late hours in the theater. And apparently that has not changed. He's still there. Still going. He's dead, guys, um, in case you couldn't tell. Um, He could be long-lived. He died shortly. He was, like, forced into retirement. I want to say he died in, like, 1982. Okay. Or, like, 19... He died really soon after they, like, forced him to retire. Why did they force him to retire? Because he didn't want to leave. And they were like, dude... They are like, dude, you're getting old. Oh. That's I think kind of mean. That's like what I read a lot of. I I wonder if he was just like his health was in bad shape, mm. and they were just like Robert, you gotta, you gotta take some time to yourself, man. And he was like, but but his life was the movies. His life, he was a showbiz man. Yeah, he was. Um, but it's now said that um he can be seen sitting in his favorite seat, which was the balcony center section, second row back by the left aisle. 
Um, and a lot of ushers who work there say that they will be cleaning up and see a man up there and they'll like go to tell the man to leave and then he's gone. A Let lot him of, be. He just wants to watch a <laughs> he movie. He just wants to watch a movie, Let guys. Him be. Um, projectionists will say that they've seen the reflection of a man mm-hmm. behind them. When they turn around, there's no one there. Oh. And some of the workers have also claimed to see Coulter in other places in the theater, including mm-hmm. the basement and by the back door oh. at night. Some of the workers say he helps clean up. Well, that's very helpful of him. Yeah. Let him be there. Yeah. But according to an interview with the current general manager, not a lot of staff members like to stay late by themselves. That seems rude. Yeah, they're like... just there to help, guys. (laughs) They're like, ooh, no ghosts. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that he's ever done anything aside from just kind of like wanting to be there. Um, I didn't see any like reports of him being like particularly violent or scary or anything like that. I think he just... His life was the theater and so is his afterlife. Okay. Why? Why would you not... I don't don't know what to say other than why... (laughs) A, why would you be bothered if he was there? Let him be. I guess He's just hanging out. I guess it's just the unnerving thing of like, mm-hmm. oh, you're not supposed to be there. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I would be unnerved if I saw mm-hmm. a man who I like know is dead. What if he just wants recognition? Is there a portrait of Robert anywhere? Or a... That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. he is well known as like the manager of the bird. Right. Um, and I think a lot of the people, a lot of the staff kind of know who he right. is. And they're like, oh, I want to I wanna say that they called him, like, Mr. Bob. I think is what they call him. A Mr. lot of Bob. the staff will call him Mr. Bob. I think I read that in the mm-hmm. Richmond Times Dispatch. Our local paper. Our local paper. Yeah, I was trying to stick to um, articles and things like that. Right. Um, as I was doing my research. Right. So a lot of this came from the Richmond Times Dispatch and from, sadly to say, Wikipedia. Yeah. There is another ghost at the bird. A lot of people have reported seeing the apparition of a little girl in the bathroom. Which Um, bathroom? The women's bathroom. Okay. Um, And some guests say that they've spoken to her, that they've gone into the bathroom and talked to a little girl, and then she, like, disappeared in front of their faces. But other guests have reported, and staff, have both reported that they've seen the little girl talking to herself. And turning on the faucets and playing with the water. Now, has there ever been something about a girl dying or being lost at the bird? Or no. So how? Why she, would she occupy this space? Right. I think that's kind of a mystery. Anyone who has seen her doesn't really know how she got there. There's no okay. history of a little girl dying at the bird. There's no history of. I mean, I'm. Their children, I'm sure, have gone to the bird. Right, uh, but if I'm I, if there had been something tragic, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a much bigger story. Yeah, well just known. a little bit. There's also kind of the theory that children ghosts are often not really children, but something a lot darker, something demonic. Oh, that demons will take on the form of children to kind of um, lure people. Okay. 
But into the movie theater bathroom. Into the movie theater bathroom, right? And like she has never done. There's never been right. any reports of her doing anything violent, right? Or being frightening. She sounds like a little girl who like wants to play. This is the girl from that Harry Potter movie where For she's sure in she's Moaning Myrtle. Right. Yeah, she just hangs out in there. But she's not crying. No. Or like in the movie, like weirdly flirting with Harry, which is upsetting Bizarre. in its own way. Yes. Does so she that, have a name? No. No, just just girl. She's just a little girl, and I've never, never seen a ghost there. I've never seen a ghost right. at the bird. I've never been in the women's bathroom at the bird, so I have. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have yeah. gone, but I've never seen anything in yeah. there. Yeah, she other doesn't than... hang out in the, in the men's room. No, I've not seen her there. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, that would be really creepy if she hung out in the men's it'd be bathroom. Really upsetting. <laughs> um, to call an authority. Yeah, that, we that would. An authority, just one. Just one. Let's look at our hand. <laughs> um, so that's the hauntings of the bird. Okay. Also, I forgot to put it in my notes, but my favorite part of the bird theater is that the same commercial plays before every single movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? I. It's vaguely familiar. So if you go to the bird, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but if you go to the bird, there are no previews. Mm. But they do play this one thing, and like it starts out with this like creepy music. And oh, people yes, are coming yes, out of the yes. theater, and they're like... I've never seen anything more horrifying in my life. Mm-hmm. And then, like, someone else is like, it was disgusting. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being a commercial to, like, please throw away your trash. Right. That was made in, like, the 1980s. That's fantastic. I I remember that now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's never, I've never littered in the bird, so clearly it's worked. So Yeah, I've never littered. The bird is, like, kind of going through some renovations, though. I mean, it's it never really been renovated. No, it's always had a little sort of... Little edge of dilapidation to it. But little edge of dilapidation, but it also looks very much like a like golden age movie yeah, theater. Like yeah, it it's does. very opulent. There's right. a big chandelier. Right. There's lots of art in There's inside. lots of art. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's you know, the red velvet carpets and right. the like red seats right. and which they're now the replacing kind of some of the seats. Glass box office looking thing on the yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's very, you are transported to the past. Yeah, that's fair. So even if there aren't ghosts, you do right. feel transported to right. the past when you go True. inside. I am super, super glad I got new chairs, though. Yeah, because the chairs are super uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, yeah, it's super cool mm. looking in there. It is. So do you have anything, do you have anything you want to say about the bird? Because you've been there. I've been there. I've never experienced anything supernatural or paranormal at the bird. Me either. I've... I've always had a lovely time there. I I like it as sort of this... I like that it's got an edge of dilapidation, actually. I kind of like that it's sort of a little broken down. Yeah. It's got a nice little charm that way, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got a lot of character. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want it to get too spiffy or, no. or cleaned up. No, I don't no. either. Right. I would like them, if they've if these ghosts are well-known, they should, they should... Why would they not use that? Sort of like a... Hey. Maybe they don't know that they're well-known. Maybe. Do, will this let them know? Is this what we're here yeah, for? The podcast will let them yeah. know. They'll yeah. listen. Are we and the be birds like, PR like, people now? My goodness. Yes. We're famous. I don't yeah. know why they all talk like Judy Garland. <laughs> old school movie <laughs> theater, old school voices. Talks. Yes. Yeah. That's how everyone talked back then. Yeah. And they still do at the bird. My goodness. Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's the bird theater. That is the bird theater. So do we want to go to my second haunted location? Sure. What's that? Um, my second location also has bird in the name, mm-hmm. um, and it is the Bird Park Pump House. Bird Park Pump House. Yes. 
It's also referred to as the Castle on the James. Um, It was built in 1882, and it's located west of Arthur Ashe Boulevard. There we go. There we go. Mm. Um, And it's settled um, kind of in between the James River and the Kanawha Canal, which I did not just mess up, guys. It is the Kanawha Canal. It's I don't know who named it that. Wasn't there... I think it's a Native American name, Kanawha. It definitely, definitely is. But to have Canal next to Kanawha is just like a tongue twister... Maybe that was part of the joke. Waiting to happen. Maybe. Maybe they're listening to that chameleon comma, comma, comma. <laughs> Maybe. That's just, exactly how it happened. And they just went with it. Um, so it, it, it was designed by Richmond City Engineer at the time, uh, Colonel Wil- Wilfred. Wilfred. Yeah, Wilfred Emery Cutshaw, which I drive down Cutshaw every single day. That guy's got a hell of a beard. I've never even seen him. He's got. He's got that. a beard. Yeah, I'm sure. I've never met him. Um, and a saber. <laughs> he mm. has all of it. Mm. Cutshaw is a very good like. That'd be a good pirate name. It would be a great pirate name. I mean, this guy was not a pirate, but it'd be a good pirate. We don't. Name. He might have been a pirate. He might have been a pirate. We don't know. He's a colonel. Yeah. Do pirates have colonels? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't make the pirate rules. <laughs> Um, but if you see it, it is a gothic revival mm. style building. So it has all of these like pointed arches yes. and these like really cool windows. And it's made entirely from local granite. This is a big stone Interesting. structure. Right. Um, it served as the city's waterworks from 1883 mm. until 1924. And it would pump water from the James River as well as the Kanawha Canal to the city's main water reservoir, which was in Bird Park. Um, it's a lot named after Bird, isn't there? Yeah, he did a... I, yeah, it's a lot of Bird stuff. Yeah. I And I picked like... I don't know, too. I picked kind of all stuff that's kind of near each other because... Um, Bird Park isn't super far from Maymont, which isn't super far from Carytown. Maymont is another sort of park it's, yeah, garden. It's an old Victorian style. It used to be a manor. And these people who were living there were like crazy rich. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, like ridiculously rich. Yeah. I took the house tour. Oh, did you? Yeah. Mm. Um, and so the the woman, the, the wife, wanted like all of these gardens. So there's like... Mm. Um, the Japanese gardens and the Italian, Italian gardens, and it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. Um, and then the family sold the land to the city when they passed away. And so um, there's all these... Now there's a park there. There's, there is. There there's, is. Like an, there's like a wildlife reserve yes. with like lots of animals. There's a petting zoo. There's... I mean, there's event space. There's, there's event space. There's lots there's, of fun stuff happening. Yeah. Every time I go there, I see people taking engagement photos or graduation yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. very pic- picturesque. And there are lots of places where you can, like, do that. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's not where the... But that's near where the pump house is. Yes. But not um, part of it. So it was the main... It was the city's main waterworks. But other than that, Cutshaw really wanted to kind of set this apart right. from other cities, like municipal buildings. So it was built with an open-air dance hall on the second floor. And I would never have thought, hey, let's go go dance into the waterworks tonight, huh? Right? I mean, it was kind of the social place for Richmond's elite. Right. They would come down um, to that mm. area in all of their regalia mm. um, and have big old parties. And it was located at the 
three mile locks of the canal system. So this really scenic area. Interesting. And it hosted like a number of parties. Um, and it's one of the only buildings in the country that was used both as like an event space and a municipal building. Neat. Yeah. So you Sorry, can imagine just... it. You can imagine it, and it's like heyday, where it's right. this beautiful stone structure. All these really fancy people would come in all their fancy dresses. Right. Probably drink drinks similar to the to the one we're drinking now. Right to the Boulevardier. Yes, I keep wanting to say it. And I think I'm going to mess up, so I just like I'm like I'll let him say it. Okay, I'm just going to say now. I've never heard this drink said out loud. It could be Boulevardier. I really hope it isn't. I hope that... I mean, you went the full French. It was like in Paris. So right. I'm hoping that you were correct. I'm hoping so, too. Um, the building closed in 1924 because it could no longer keep up with the demands of this like growing city. Right. Um, most of the machinery was sold as scrap metal, like right before the outbreak mm-hmm. of World War II. Um, and in the 1950s, the city was like, we should tear this place down. But, and I think this is a really interesting mm-hmm. fact, instead they sold it to First Presbyterian Church for $1. Why just $1? I don't know. I think maybe it's, the church was like, this shouldn't be torn down. It's beautiful. We'll pay you a dollar. You're going to, you're going to destroy, you're going to demolish it anyway. Right. Um, this is the plot to some 80s movie where like you hold the dance <laughs> in the old dance hall one last time one to last save time. the building. Just one dollar. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. So um, the building is now, it's owned by the city. Um, and there are plans to renovate it. Um, at the moment, though, you cannot go in. It The structural, mm-hmm. it's not open to the public. Um, but there is a group called the Friends of the Pump House. They're trying to renovate it. That sounds it. inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're right. It does. That sounds inappropriate. <laughs> no, you're right. It does. It's, it's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, but they own it. Um, they're well. They don't own it. The city owns it. But they're trying to renovate it. Um, and they will hold exclusive tours every now and then, so you can go in, right, and like look around. Let's go on a tour. We should. I mean, it. It looks from the pictures I saw. It looks real spooky inside because mm. none of the machinery is in there anymore. Right. So it's just this big, so it's empty... just this big empty space with like pipes. Right. That are still there, but they don't connect to anything. Sure. There's still water in there. Mm-hmm. So it's just this like sitting water. Stagnant. Stagnant. Um, I imagine it would be really creepy to go inside. Probably. I think it would have a very... I wouldn't want to go in there. Unless you were going dancing. Unless I was going dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a dancer. Not really. Um, but it is... Often referred to as one of the most haunted buildings, not just in Virginia, but along the entire East Coast. Wow. I was looking for, like, I was expecting with that kind of clout to get a lot of ghost stories. Right. And I really didn't. Are they just writing off of one really good one? Maybe. Okay. I'm going to tell you the one that I found that I found the most compelling, and then I'm going to tell you the kind of uh, ridiculous thing that I found. Um, Okay. Go on. So my favorite story is that two volunteers were working. I'm assuming that they were friends of the pump house, is what I'm assuming. Never does. I'm not going to get used to that name. No. I'm not going to accept that name. Um, so these two volunteers were working on the second floor in the dance hall area. Um, and they were working on restoring it. 
And one day they, when they were working, they heard these voices downstairs in the machine room. Okay. And they were like, oh, well, we must have left the door open mm-hmm. and some like t- wayward tourists or, you know, just it's in a park. Right. So I imagine there are lots of passersby. Someone wanders in. Someone wanders in. So they were like, the guy was like, let me go take my flashlight. I'll go downstairs, see what's going on. Right. Um, the, he took his flashlight. The second he got downstairs, his flashlight turned off and would not turn on. And the voices mm. stopped. Okay. And he was like, that's weird. Um, So, but, you know, maybe they left, whatever. So he went back upstairs and they heard the voices again. Just like full force voices. Right. Um, So he went back downstairs. His flashlight turned off again and would not turn back on. And the voices stopped. So he... So it's the Blair Witch. So he went upstairs, grabbed his things and left. Fair enough. They were like, let's get out of here. Because every time he would go back upstairs, his flashlight wouldn't have a problem anymore. Right. It would turn on and off. Um, but every time he descended the stairs, the right. flashlight would stop working. What was happening is that it was plugged in. He walked too far. I don't... I do do bloop, flashlights turn it? Like, do you plug in flashlights? This could have been 75 years ago. We have no idea. <laughs> it was ye oldie flashlight. <laughs> I don't know. I think... Well... I think if something like electronic is happening, electrical, right? There's something buzzing with the energy. You know what I mean? You, you've told me about the ghosts in the EM fields. And <laughs> Listen, yeah, I just I think something was like, hey, we don't want you. We don't want you down here. Right. Um, Although we're going to be loud and carouse just yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. Well, when you're not bothering us, right. but you like to come down these stairs and mm. bug us while we have our mm. and I wonder too about that of like people had to work in this pump house right, right. like it couldn't have just been like machines going it was on their own right so how would you feel if you're a worker and there are all these like fancy people having their fancy parties above your mm-hmm. head while you're just trying to do your job if someone mm. comes from upstairs, downstairs, you're going to probably be like, um, excuse me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even go here. You ask for a drink. You tell them, go back upstairs, <laughs> bring down a fancy drink with a lemon twist in it, and... <laughs> <laughs> Please, I really wanted to have the lemon twist. If it doesn't, I will turn your flashlight off. Exactly. That's, <laughs> That's he, why he was He didn't that. offer proper tribute. Mm. I like that. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to tell you, now we're going to kind of agree, because this next bit, I think, is insane. Go on. And I don't believe it. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't so believe So you're on my this. side on so this So I'm one. on your side okay. on this one. And so I will, I'll preface it with this, is that every article I read about there being, like, three spirits that like have like named spirits right um was it tied to this particular story Mm -hmm. so i don't know if there are stories about these three ghosts independent of this like if if this ghost hunter had heard there's i'm gonna tell you a story about a ghost hunter not not my favorite show ghost hunters Mm. but a ghost but a ghost hunter by the name of robert bess um, is there a season for ghost hunting? Any season is ghost hunting season. It's just, it's just a year-round open season. It's just a year-round open season. You don't have to have a permit. No license. Just go out there and hunt you some ghosts. Yeah, get some... There's, like, um, equipment okay. you can get. I've seen Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. 
like that. Like that. Um, there's like, I know there's a spirit box. Oh, excuse me. Um, a spirit box, which That's takes... just where you keep the gin. In the spirit box. <laughs> it's what I... It's what we, yeah. That's what we call our bar. Yeah. The spirit the box. The spirit box. Um, the <clears throat> spirit box is... Um, it, like, takes... it. Basically what it's doing is skipping through radio stations really, really quickly. Mm. Um, and the theory behind it is that ghosts can manipulate the radio waves to use it to speak. Right. Um... So that's one piece of equipment. There's, e, you know, like EMF readers, right. EVP recorders, things like that. Right. Anywho, this guy in March of 2010, Robert Bess, and his team from the Foundation of Paranormal Research. A whole foundation. A whole foundation went to go investigate the pump house. And they did it in this whole way of like, mm-hmm. we shall invite the public to come and observe. Mm-hmm. They had this machine that they called the Parabot. Um, this is not in the notes because I knew that you could look at the notes and I was like, I want Vin to be primed and ready. <laughs> a parabot. A parabot um, that can apparently capture spirits. See, I'm like, guys, here's where the whole like believer with caveats comes in is like, I'm way more willing to believe like a guy who's like, yo, my flashlight turned off. I can't explain it. I heard these voices. See, I, I think you've got to take the bad with. The Mm-mm. good? Is it even good if it's if you flash a turn? But off? if it's like stuff that's not like this guy's obviously like if he's a, if if you're inviting the public to watch how your machine works, you're not doing it for like the love of ghost hunting. <laughs> there are purity rules around this now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're doing it for the it, love of the game. You're t- exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing it because you like want that attention. He has a foundation, Taylor. You don't know that it's his foundation. I know that's like a foundation. Anyway, I I don't know much about the foundation for paranormal research, so like I can't, I won't, I won't besmirch their names. I'm just gonna besmirch. That this, is uh, a Robert house in Best. New Jersey. It is a two bedroom house in New Jersey. <laughs> you you might be right. Yeah. I don't know. Um, after that investigation, he said that there are and and like this again like I don't know if he said it or if this is just the common I couldn't find enough information about the like main spirits right. that are in this house to know if he's right or wrong. No um, information on who those voices were downstairs. No information on who those voices were. They so the 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 three spirits I heard about were Daniel Tetweiler. Okay. Who is a man who allegedly hung himself in the building. If he hung himself, why would he stick around? I don't know. Maybe he can't leave. Maybe. I think he should be allowed. I I don't disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I don't make the rules. We're going to talk to the foundation. I don't make the death rules. (laughs) Um, And then there's Elizabeth who presents herself as an orb. And then... the The orb has a name? Yeah. I, this is I'm telling oh, yeah, you. Okay, I, I, you're on me with this. I'm one. You're, telling you that with I'm with, with you on the right. skepticism so, bit. Yeah, right. Um, Understood. And then he said, "Now this I did say. This was a quote from Bess. Is that there was an apparition of a third spirit, a woman in white, who he referred to as Spectra. Spectra. I have a lot of like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I see that in like '70s like Marvel comic book font. Yeah. Like, Spectra, Spectra, the woman of light. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about her. Um, and Bess also said, like, 
Oof. The combination, and I'm going to say it in my Robert Best voice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, comb- the combination of water, steel, and the slate roof acts as an energy conductor that opens a portal to the other side. Like, I'm skeptical about that kind of stuff because like, I'm like, yeah. other places have water and steel and slate. Right. How many houses have slate roofs? Right, like a lot. Yeah. That's super and, common in this area. And houses have uh, running water, water and yes. like steel. Maybe they're all portals. I've got steel appliances. Maybe like that I, cupboard behind you is... Could be a portal to it another could be. realm. No, no slate. Sorry. Oh, no. whoopsie daisies. Yeah. I'm not one of those slate roof guys. Sorry. So like, I'm not sure how much I believe in all of that. I believe the yeah. story about the two guys who hear the voices way more than I believe like... I can see where you're coming from. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. So those are my ghost stories we, of Richmond. We'll have to investigate Robert Vest and his <laughs> and his nonsense further. I mean, like, so the thing is, is like I was doing a lot of research into like old newspaper articles, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of there were press releases about this event, right? And um, you know, some of the big news stations were covering it, right? And the, the newspaper, mm-hmm. and I just like after the event, there was like really no coverage of what happened, right? Because um, they realized it was all bull. I saw one Pretty article. Quickly. I saw one article in the Richmond Times mm-hmm. Dispatch that said Robert Best said the experiment would have worked had it had the machine not been overwhelmed by spiritual activity. They've always got something like that, right? Going. And like that kind of stuff really doesn't sit well with me. Right. I think that's the kind of gimmicky stuff that I don't really... Mm. I want, like, a local team of ghost hunters, like right. a ragtag band of people who You want like, the A-team of ghost hunters. I want ghost hunters. Yeah. You want go. This is still... There's still a chance of this just being a ghost hunters recap podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't recap anything. I just talk about how much I love them. <laughs> the recaps will come later. Um. So those are my ghost stories. This drink is really good. It's a lot stronger than I thought. <laughs> it, it is... Pretty strong. We were. I was talking to my wife earlier about how you know I want these to be cocktails and not just mixed drinks because I've got like Coke and ginger ale sure. in the fridge and I could whip something up. But these are much stronger than they're much stronger, <laughs> but they're delicious. Yeah. yeah. Also, big shout out to Marion because she was helping us set things up tonight. Yes. And... Yes. Thank you, wife Marion. <laughs> then, yeah, that's your wife's name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, and that's this week's episode. Intro and outro music is New Wave by Billy Neptune. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Podcast Restless. Give us a shout if you have ideas for the show or any drink requests or recommendations. You can also email us anytime with story ideas, legends, drink stuff at RestlessSpiritsPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week and keep an eye out on our social media for hints and clues about what locale we'll be investigating next and all of the drinks that we'll be drinking along the way. Thanks for listening. As always, please subscribe and review and keep keep it it spooky. spooky.